A night of furious comebacks in the NBA, including Steph Curry almost pulling one off in the dubs. Ricky Rubio goes down with what appears to be a serious knee injury. And real or fake, that's going to mess up the Ben Simmons trade market. We're going to talk about it all right now on the Locked On NBA podcast. You are Locked On NBA, your daily NBA podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Hey there, welcome back to the Lockdown NBA Podcast. Thank you for making us your first listen every day. Appreciate that. Free and available everywhere podcasts exist. We're on YouTube. You can see my new, this is like my McDonald's kind of. I got one. I have it. I should have put it on. We could have matched. I would have been like, it's almost like the side, like the the um, summer league kind of outfits that they wear to. <laughs> You're right. I'm, I'm making a mess. I'm trying to grab it, man. There you go. There we go. It was right there. We got the uniforms. We got the uniforms. You could see. You could see it on YouTube. I guess you could hear Jake going for his stuff <laughs> on the regular Just podcast, knocking keys and a water bottle to oh, show off the locked on swag here. I'm proud, man. That's it, man. We got it. So I figured I'd just toss it on there today. Although my microphone is kind of like getting in the way. There we go. There we go. All right. So I'm John Corrales. I'm host of the Locked On Celtics podcast. I find me on Twitter at John underscore Corrales. And I'm Jake Madison, host of the Locked On Pelicans podcast. You can find me on Twitter. It's at Nola Jake. Eight games in the, in the association tonight, Jake. Normally this season, I mean, I will say we've gotten off easy this season. We've had oh, like yes. three, four games to talk about. This is great. And and now I'm so used to three and four games. I'm wasting a lot of time just BSing at the top of the show. We got eight games to get to, plus a real or fake later on. Why don't we just dive right into this and get into uh, this Warriors game, the last game of the night, and almost a freakishly insane comeback by Steph Curry. Uh, wild, wild that this game was only 89-86, but uh, the – the Denver Nuggets had a, a big lead and the Warriors defense basically shut it down for the, the second half of the game. Uh, the, let me see, 14 points in the third quarter, 15 points in the fourth quarter for the Nuggets. They uh, had a 24 point lead, but they just, just barely held on Jake, a defensive play by Nikola Jokic. The MVP coming up with a block on Wiggins right at the very end that would have tied the game there. That one was huge. He's been better defensively. Like He's grown every year. We've seen him on that. And to come up with a play like that. And Wiggins was looking for the call. And it's like, you're not going to get that call against Jokic. Come on, that's not going to happen. But Steph Curry almost dragged this Warriors team back, right? He started one of eight. He was shooting terribly. When I turned this game on, it was in the second half. And I go, oh, okay, he's going to have a bad night. We're just going to say he had a bad night. We don't need to pay attention to this one or anything right. like that dream on dream on out in health and safety like this that's how it was gonna go and then he got hot that defense was locked in curry after starting one of eight finishes with 23 points he makes five threes in this and like a couple of them man and a couple of the moves he had were just straight up disrespectful to guys like austin rivers <laughs> rivers just all turned around and on the ground at one point in the fourth quarter but kind of like you said right like it's one of those things you're down 24. Yeah, you have Steph Curry, but if it's just not kind of perfect, it's tough to kind of get out of those holes and they managed to make it close, but like just, just enough for the Denver Nuggets to be able to hold it off. 
anchored again by by Jokic in that defensive play right at the end. Yeah, and he needed to make that defensive play because he had the turnover right before that gave the yep. uh, the Warriors the chance. So, look, he he I don't want to say he like he was you know Jokic for a while. I mean, when the the big run in the third quarter uh, was early in the fourth, where where he was off the floor was when the Warriors really started to make their run. But no one on on the Nuggets was really particularly good in the second half. I mean, Jokic finishes with 22 points, 18 rebounds, five assists, four steals, and that one block. But he also had eight turnovers. He shot 42%, eight of 19, didn't hit a three-pointer. Uh, that That's like the good and the bad. This was just not a great Jokic game, but he, he did make that last play, and that's great. I think you, he can also thank Steph Curry for giving the ball up. You can see he gave the ball up, and and that that block shot happened. And afterwards, Steph is like tapping himself in the head, like, yeah, maybe that shouldn't have been the play. No, that was the right pass. Like that was completely the right pass, I thought, to Wiggins, who was streaking down that left side of the court, bounce pass to him, I you know, feeds it right to him on what should have been he should have been able to score or it was to the other guy who then dumped it off to Wiggins right down below. Like that was the right read. I thought that was the right play. Like you saw some good defense from the just the Denver Nuggets in general in that second half, knowing they weren't gonna get a bucket offensively and struggling, of trying to just deny Steph Curry the ball. There were a couple possessions where he didn't really touch it or they they doubled him and trapped him and got the ball out right away, which like credit to them being well coached and being able to kind of make some of those decisions and plays. And that's probably what won him. But I, I didn't hate that at the end. Just that was a great play by Jokic and a call that Wiggins isn't going to get. There was they, contact there. Like anyone else, maybe that's he gets that call. Right. But not. Yeah, on Jokic. but then like, I mean, there was contact there, but it was it was two guys like. Wiggins was going into Jokic. Jokic did a pretty decent job staying vertical. And, you know, there was a little extra contact there. But in that situation, we know how that goes. Uh, I think the thing that Steph was looking for was the ball to come back to him. I think he looked for it to either go up. If you didn't have the layup, then come back around and um, then, then, you know, get the ball back. They they still had a chance. Compazzo missed that last free throw. Uh, they, They had a chance. But. Warriors come up just a bit short. Nuggets get a much-needed win there. Next up on the docket, Miami and Washington. The Miami Heat win 119-112. Both teams come into this with nine available players. This was another game where one team had a big lead, and then there was a late um, just collapse or run from the other team. The Miami Heat were up 28, but then it got down to five in the final minutes, which I think when you look at this game from the Miami perspective, Jake, the big problem here is you're on a back-to-back and you played Jimmy Butler 35 minutes. Uh, you had a couple other guys playing 35 minutes. He did have a career-high 15 assists, but this was an opportunity to sit Butler, and they, they kind of blew it. Yeah, no, look, and, and they only played eight guys, right? Like you you had to keep some of these guys out there because you let that lead go. And I wonder if it's one of those things where, you know, you, you get a big lead, guys kind of back off a little bit, but you got just enough. You know, there's no Bradley Beal for the Wizards. You probably thought you had this one wrapped up, but you got Duncan Robinson making eight threes. You got Tyler Hero with 32 off the bench. Jimmy Butler, a career high in assists with 15 in this one. Like 
you know, it, they needed to get this win. Like you have to play those guys significant minutes in this because they're about to go on a two week road trip and they're banged up and dealing with COVID protocols too, right? Bam is out with that thumb injury. Kyle Lowry's in protocols. There's someone I'm forgetting in the moment here as I'm speaking. Like Bruce, you had Jonathan to, PJ Tucker, yeah, like <laughs> you had to just get this victory, right? Yeah. Because it's not going to be easy over the next two weeks when they're on the road. I will shout out the guys uh, yesterday. Matt Moore was talking about this. Usually there's, um, you know, you, you have good wins and bad wins. And, and But now it's just win or it's win or lose. And it it's, he was talking about that in the context of the Celtics losing to um, Minnesota. And you, you have, you have to find ways to win no matter who's in, no matter who's out. You know, you, you get out there and, and other teams are going to make a run because unpredictable things are going to happen. We try to have this analysis, but I don't know what analysis there is right now, Jake. There's just it's, it's tough. It's tough. You know, you just have to what, what, just get the win, get through this this little stretch. Hopefully by the middle of January, all of these health and safety guys will start to cycle through. There, there are probably going to be other teams that have been kind of maybe less impacted that I wonder if they're going to start getting hit by it, but yeah, who knows? But for now it's just get through this stretch, which sucks. I don't think it's fair to everybody, but that's, that's just where we are team. Some teams are going to have their seasons cut further short by, by health and safety and having to play Omer Yurtsevin uh, big minutes. Although he did have his sixth straight game with double digit rebounds. So good for him. It's it's like right now the league, there's a theme running through it and it's next man up, right? Like that's what the, the league literally is right now. And I just saw it in this game between the Pels and the Cavs, which we'll get to in the third segment. I know it's kind of fun and chaotic at times and there's moments when I enjoy it, but it's certainly weird. Like even I'm like, who, who the heck are some of these guys? <laughs> yes, there's a lot of that going on. Tyler Hero, three 30-point games off the bench this season. That That's kind of wild. Kings and Thunder uh, in a game that was played. <laughs> that's about all I can Kings say. Kings were just like a little bit better all game against the Oklahoma City Thunder. And that's just like what it was. And that's probably yeah. what it should be. And Tyrese Halliburton was good. And there you go. That's, it was a game. It was a basketball game that was played in, in this. Uh, the final score was 117-111. Sacramento Kings win. They get the win. They, you know, you beat the, you beat the OKC, OKC Thunder. Congratulations. Move on, which is what we're going to do. We're going to move on into the next segment, which is where the Lakers and Rockets played a very entertaining game and an interesting twist to the starting lineup in that one. First, I got to talk to you about Truebill. We've all sat around all pandemic long, racking up all of these subscriptions, um, probably cycling through relationships as well. Did you know that your ex is still using your Netflix? You probably wouldn't have realized that. And until you get onto Truebill and you look at all your subscriptions and say, wait a minute, I don't need all of these. I don't need all of these streaming services anymore. I don't need every streaming service. So if you get Truebill and sign up and connect all of those accounts, you can go through Truebill and say, oh, wait, I can cancel this. I can cancel that. Makes it very, very easy. They save people up to 720 bucks a year. Just link everything to your Truebill account and then flip on through, cancel your unwanted uh, 
subscriptions, those free trials that you keep signing up for. They also have True Bill Concierge where you can cancel unwanted subscriptions where they can do it and you don't have to. Two million users have saved over $100 million. So don't fall for subscri- subscription scams. Start canceling today at Truebill.com slash NBA. Go right now, Truebill.com slash NBA. You could save thousands at Truebill.com slash NBA. Hey, thanks for making Locked On NBA your first listen. How about making Locked On Now your second listen? It's a great podcast here on the network where basically every game is recapped by both sides. So a couple minutes from Locked On Lakers, a couple minutes from Locked On Rockets on tonight's game. So you get both sides. It's a very unique thing that only we can do on the Locked On Podcast Network. So check them out uh, wherever you get your podcasts or when you check us out on YouTube, it'll be right there on the Locked On NBA YouTube page. So let's start with Locked On. Um, let's start with the Lakers and the Rockets. Uh, the Lakers went in there and, and started LeBron James at center. And everybody on Twitter was like freaking out like, oh my God, I can't believe they're doing it. I think it was more to match up with the Houston Rockets. I don't think that's going to be a big thing that happened. But the Lakers snap a five-game losing streak with a 132-123 win over Houston. It came down to the wire, but triple doubles from LeBron James and Russell Westbrook. They needed all of it, all of it to get past the Houston Rockets. And I just, I literally just said, you just got to win and move on. But also the win like this over the Rockets is like, really? So it's the first night of a back-to-back for them. They played eight guys in this one, right? Like, is that the right move here? Like, I, I, were they so desperate to get this victory and just to get off of yes. this five-game losing streak that they were on that you were, like, basically selling out for it, right? Like, I worry about them in the next game because of this. You know, no no, DeAndre Jordan which is maybe a good thing, but no Dwight Howard in this playing all those minutes to LeBron who locked in late, right? And basically won the game for them late. He was very good in this one, but playing eight guys on the front end of a back-to-back when you're not dealing with like tons and tons and tons of COVID injuries and you have guys, so they're getting coaches, uh, DMPs. I don't know if that's the right move, but it probably kind of speaks to the desperation of the Lakers right now to kind of generate some forward momentum. And maybe that five game losing streak really got to them. You're playing the Grizzlies uh, next, and that's going to be a very tough game. Regardless, Uh, you probably were planning on resting LeBron one of these games regardless. So if you're going to play him, sell him out, you know what I'm saying? Like, if you and they they did like almost 40 minutes and he really 32 points 11 assists 11 rebounds um some some big defensive plays down the stretch some questionable calls down the stretch i saw people on Houston side were really really lamenting like that 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 goaltend that got reversed was a little weird the rim I, I didn't think you could touch the rim and and have that be legal and i i don't know what they saw but Regardless, I, mean, so they, I saw the pool report on that. They said it was that the ball wasn't using the rim as a base so you could touch it. And then basically him touching it did not influence the shot at all. I don't okay. know. Okay. That, so that was the extent of it. To... That was the pool report. Okay. Well, all right. So, so that's, yeah, that's there you cool. go. Um, so, but that was a big play uh, there. I, I would only assume Jake that, 
you're not going to see LeBron and you're not, they're, they're basically going to punt one of these games. And, and that would be, that would be the one in Memphis. It's, it's my guess. They just wanted to get that victory, feel a little bit better and maybe take some of the pressure off. Yeah. Um, for the Rockets, big contributions here from uh, Jalen Green, Christian Wood. Christian Wood had some big defensive plays. Uh, Kevin Porter Jr. Uh, they all had 20, 22, 24 points uh, in there. So that, that was where the bulk of the offense came. Uh, but it's the Rockets, they didn't, they, they kind of fell apart uh, late and, and couldn't really answer uh, what the Lakers did. So that's that game. New York and Minnesota. The Minnesota Timberwolves, like, I, I, do I need to preface this by the COVID ravage? Like, everybody's COVID ravaged, right? Yeah. Everybody knows. You still need, you got to mention, like, who's not in there, right? Like, no Carl Anthony Towns, no Anthony Edwards, like, no D'Angelo Russell. Like, those are, that's not Anthony, just, like, a, a role player not in there, right? <laughs> right. This is, this is, but this is the, the, the team that just beat the Celtics on a back-to-back. They go and uh, lose to the New York Knicks, 96 88 the um the Knicks were up by 17 uh early on uh big night from Mitchell Robinson 14 points 18 rebounds RJ Barrett was absolutely terrible and then he hit three big shots down the stretch to put the game away so um they survived basically uh some really rough shooting nights here Julius Randle 5 of 20 RJ Barrett 3 of 10 but it's about when you hit those shots and, and the Knicks were able to hold off a pesky mostly anonymous Minnesota Timberwolves team. Yeah, look, Mitchell Robinson, by the way, playing pretty well for them now that he's back from injury. He finished with 14 points, 18 rebounds. They really need his defensive presence down there at times. Yep, yep. Uh, Kemba Walker, not, it's just not a great shooting night for anybody here uh, except for Mitchell Robinson, who uh, is if, – if he's not shooting well, it means he's missing a bunch of dunks, basically. Uh, <laughs> yeah. The, the, Timber, the, the, the Knicks shoot 41% but survive. Uh, they did hit 16 of 43 pointers. And that's, that's really where you end up winning the game. Even though Kemba and Evan Fournier didn't shoot well necessarily overall, they both hit three of seven. So you go six of 14 from those two guys from three, that's going to help you a whole lot. 15 rebounds for Julius Randall. So uh, Minnesota, I mean, I, I'm just coming off the Celtics losing to these guys. And I'm like, who is Nathan Knight? Who is this guy? And who is Jalen Noel? And of course, uh, against the Celtics, he goes off and hits everything, and now he's one of seven from three against the Knicks. Uh, but I'm not bitter at all. Uh, let's wrap this up with the Milwaukee Bucks at Orlando. Milwaukee up by 29, but late run cuts it down to um, single digits, five points before Milwaukee salts it away with a big run. The big story here is actually from the losing side, where Franz Wagner had a big night and is quietly or not so quietly is it quietly because he's in Orlando. Uh, uh, he <laughs> it's is a question. You know, he, he's having a, a pretty great season and he added to it here. 38 points, seven rebounds, three assists. That's a career high. Uh, 10 of 10 from the line, four of eight from three, 12 of 20 overall. I mean, just an amazing night for him. Overall, he's having a really good season, and I don't think a lot of people are paying attention to it because he now, is doing it. They're the going to now, though. I think like, so. they're going it's, to now. I think like he just probably put himself in the rookie of the year conversation. You can look around the league. There's a lot of guys who've been really good from this rookie class overall. I think like even Evan Mobley's been really good. Look, we're about. I'm about to 
speak the praises of Herb Jones for the Pelicans, who's a second round pick. Like there's a lot of really good rookies in the league right now. And he's one of them. And that's going to be a pretty competitive race for that award. Yeah, totally. And look, he's, he's, um, he, he's going to be in the middle of this. Now this was interesting. The, in, in the middle of this game, uh, Orlando's Hassani Gravette was, he, he played 19 minutes and then he got pulled for, to, to go into, health and safety protocols, which is, which is kind of wild. Um, there was a play, I forget, I wrote this note, someone else. Um, oh, someone else, DJ Wilson for Toronto, which we'll talk about next, missed the first half waiting to get cleared from protocols and then was cleared to play in the second half. So this is a weird testing things going on with this. I don't understand how you can test and then let a guy play. I, I need to get some, some clear clarity on that. Because if you test the guy and you don't have a result, you can't possibly let him go out there and play. I guess they're doing that, but I'm with you. It's it's a little weird to kind of see, and you know, I I don't know what type of test they're using, things like that. But it's it's a little bit strange, and they probably don't want to have a guy get pulled in the middle of a game to be like, nope, this was a bad idea. Um, so I'm with you. Uh, one last note on Franz Wagner: uh, the only other Magic rookies to score more than 38 points a game. Dennis Scott, Shaquille O'Neal, so good company there. We're going to come back. We're going to talk about that Toronto and Philly game and the uh, Cavs and Pelicans, which Jake, being the Lockdown Pelicans guy, watched. And that's the Ricky Rubio injury, and we're going to play a little real or fake on that. First, we got to talk about Bet Online, which has you covered this holiday season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before football is heading into college bowl season and the NFL playoffs. So bet online still your number one spot for all the sports action. Use your mobile device or head on over to their website. Sign up today with the promo code locked on. You're going to get a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Make sure you're using that promo code locked on to get that. So whatever favorite sport you want to bet on or your favorite Vegas, Vegas casino games, take advantage of all the amazing offers at bet online, the fastest and easiest way to bet on your favorite sports. Bet online is where the game starts. Please gamble responsibly. I know it's New Year's this coming weekend, and we're all trying to make our resolutions. And if you're like me, maybe, uh, you know, working off some of that holiday weight, that's definitely my resolution. Um, big Greek family, lots of lots of big, heavy Greek food. So I know when I'm going into January, what I'm going to do is I'm going to clear out all of the drawers of all the snacks, you know, those little Reese's that you keep somewhere. Clear those out, fill them with built bars because what you're going to get there is still a de delicious snack that's going to help you satisfy your cravings. But each of these bars is like 130 calories, four grams of sugar, four net carbs, but 17 grams of protein. That's generally, generally what you're going to get. So if you're looking to start working out or if you're just looking to work, eat a little healthier, throw a built bar into your routine and that's going to really help you out. If you're on a keto diet or you're trying the keto diet, these work. If you've got a nut allergy, these are fine. You have plenty of options, plenty of great flavors, and plenty of ways to save, especially if you use the promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at Built.com. Try them out for yourself. Get a mixed box. Get one flavor that you think you like. Mix it up. You can use that promo code LOCK15 every single time at Built.com for 15% off. Hey, thanks for making Locked On NBA your first listen. Make Locked On Bets, potentially, your second listen. Locked On Bets, hosted by your boy Q. Lee Sterling has 
expert betting advice. If you're going to go over to bet online, make sure you're listening to locked on bets. Maybe they can get you uh, some tips on where to put your money. Check them out wherever podcasts exist. Two more games on the docket here. Let's get into Philly beating the Toronto Raptors. 114-109, a tight one. The Raptors, again, missing a bunch of guys from, from uh, COVID protocols. But they hang around, lose by five. Uh, Joel Embiid, uh, a big monster game for him. 36 points, 11 rebounds, four assists. And a weird triple-double from Tobias Harris, who shot absolutely terribly and was three of 12 from the line, but he was thir- uh, from the field, but he was 13 of 14 from the line. So he finishes with 19 points, 12 rebounds, and 10 assists for his first career triple double, Jake. Yeah, I was like, this is kind of funny. And he closed the game out too. Him and Embiid, you know, when it, the Raptors were up by a point with about a minute 45 left, really to kind of close this one out for the <laughs> for the 76ers. But what a weird, weird triple-double from him. But if you can go to the line and make those free throws, it's going to happen. Toronto, like, gets a couple guys back that are dangerous enough but are still missing, like, so many players due to COVID. They just don't have enough, right? They've been yep. with just 18 bench points in this one and just got – nothing from anyone that wasn't a starter for them in this. And like, yeah, this is just one of those games that COVID impacts where if they were remotely near full strength, they can probably get this victory. I think. Yeah. Yeah. I I think they, they had an opportunity there. Um, But they're, they're, they're just going to have to scuffle along until they get everybody back. Just like everybody else. Uh, They are particularly uh, impacted by this, but they did get Pascal Siakam back. And he comes up with 28, 8, and 6. That has to be encouraging. And if you listen to Sean Woodley on Lockdown Raptors, they're kicking around the idea of Siakam even sneaking potentially with a good month if he can keep this up, maybe even into the All-Star game, which is a far cry from where he started the season, I think. And, hey, you you put together these kind of performances. You know, he, he comes out of the gate with 14 points, two assists, and a block in the first quarter. He just carries it on from there. That's that's a big deal for them. And then Boucher with 28 points and 19 rebounds. Uh, that's 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 pretty big. And he no one can guard Joel Embiid one on one, but he had his moments. He had his moments. Yeah, that's that's a good way to put it. Like he he was pretty strong. And there you go. Uh, Joel Embiid's last five games. 36 points, 11 rebounds, 36 points, 13 rebounds, 23 points and 10, 41 and 10, 32 and 9. Uh, he's the first Sixers player with 30 plus points in six straight road games since Allen Iverson. And the only, only other Sixer to do it is Wilt Chamberlain. Uh, and then shout out to George Nyang, who was five of eight in his second game back from the protocols, three of seven, um, from the, uh, five of eight from three, seven of 10 from the field and, uh, had a role in that. Now let's get on to the Pelicans and the Cavaliers Pelicans with a 108 104 win in a wild finish that included a Ricky Rubio, potentially catastrophic injury. Obviously Jake, you were very interested in this game. How did that go? 
Look, next man up mentality, right? For the Pelicans, no Zion Williamson all year long. Brandon Ingram out right now. They have a couple of guys in COVID protocols. So they went down early. They were down by as many as 19 in the first quarter and just decided to not quit and battle back. And that next man up stuff, those guys stepped up. Herb Jones, second round pick, who's been a tremendous rookie this year on the defensive side of the ball. You really got to watch that guy play and shut people down guards one through five uh had a career high with 26 points he was excellent on the night you had garrett temple the journeyman really step up 17 points from him you know they just fought hard never quit and that's really what it took because you had kevin love who was hot in this one seven of 12 from three 24 points ricky rubio until the injury was excellent 27 points from him 13 rebounds nine assists he was really good but Non-contact injury late in the fourth quarter. He's getting an MRI today, Wednesday, whenever you're listening to this. Watching that and having watched so many of these, it's one of those injuries where like, you know, it's just really, really bad. And that's a shame because he's been really good. Like this was my first opportunity to really, really watch this Cavs team. They're really intriguing with how tall they are and have a ton of bigs that can shoot. And they didn't have a guy like Jared Allen in this one, no Darius Garland either. But they have lots of bigs that can shoot and are skilled. And watching them run three and four of them out there at once, kind of the opposite of what you'd expect in the NBA, is actually just pretty freaking cool to see in 2021, 2022. But Rubio has been a key piece for them. And that's going to be really disappointing whenever we hear this news, which just almost feels inevitable. Yeah, yeah, I I didn't see the injury. Uh, I don't want to see the injury because I don't like seeing those things. Uh, but I'm just going by what everybody's saying. It's non-contact, and from all of the tweets that I saw, like he knew it right away. He was calling people over yeah. right away. Like, couldn't is- he was immediately called him up? Couldn't put any weight on it. Went right to the locker room. It's oh yeah, one of those. That- that's that's a shame because he really has tied so much of this together. Remember, I was having a conversation the other day about whether I believe in the Cavs and what they're doing long term. And, and my point was that Ricky Rubio does so much to tie this together that I didn't know what their long term plans were going to be. They got to figure something out for next year. And now all of a sudden this throws in uh, a, a big wrench into not only the Cavs plans for their future and were they going to bring him back or were they going to overpay to bring him back? Now there's even the the specter of the Cavaliers have been mentioned in the Ben Simmons sweepstakes. Often you hear basically Minnesota and Cleveland as two of the, the, the teams that are in that mix. I don't know how much the Ricky Rubio uh, injury impacts that. So this is a great opportunity for us to wrap up the show by playing real or fake. Real or fake? The <laughs> I love doing that. Uh, it gives me Rick, every time. The Ricky Rubio injury is going to significantly impact the Ben Simmons trade discussion. Yeah, it's very, very real because that's a player they should want. To see him go to that rebuilding Cavs team, buy in and play like he has when it's so easy for those guys to just not care, mail in a season, get their money, and that's that. I think kind of says a lot about why you want a player like that. And if you can't, get him. And like, I don't know if there's a trade there that makes sense anymore, which means 
they lose a lot of leverage. And this battle with Ben Simmons has been a battle of leverage and something that the Philadelphia 76ers need a ton of when it comes to this. So to lose a trade trip in Ricky Rubio, assuming this injury is as bad as we think, I think impacts that and means they're going to get a lesser return for him because you can't try and play teams off of each other, even play it through the media, right? And try and drum up more interest when now I don't know what trade makes sense with Cleveland. Yeah, not only does we're talking about player wise, salary wise, he was going to yep. be a very in, interesting guy. He's an expiring 17.8 million. And that could be used any number of ways, but mostly you need some number like that to match Ben Simmons' salary. So maybe Rubio goes to a third team. I don't know what the structure of a trade there would be. You'd clearly have to give up one of your your young talented pieces but you needed rubio's salary to match now you could still trade him and you know work something out where you can trade him and the other team is either going to take him in and, and and handle his recovery or he'll do his recovery somewhere else uh, under his own you know doctor whatever like that can be worked out so it's still possible but I think what somebody might have been looking for was he, maybe maybe Rubio could have been a guy that you could sign uh, after that, and and so now that that's yeah. out of the mix. So I definitely think not having Rubio involved here severely impacts this. Does it make the Cavaliers say, "Wait a minute, we can't afford to lose this"? Now we we got to go out there and be extra aggressive. And maybe they don't have what it takes to get Ben Simmons. They just pivot and they say, we're going to make a trade for a different point guard. Can they find different guy out there to, to kind of fix this, this, this situation? The, the Cavs are in this, this spot where things have been going so great. The vibes have been going, the, the vibes have been so great there. Losing, losing a guy like Rubio has been central to all of this. You need to replace that somehow. And and yeah, there's I'm no with you. Next, they need to do something. There's no next man up here. You've got to go find the next man. So yeah, th- this this could actually really impact the Ben Simmons situation, and might even spur the the Cavaliers to be like, you know what, we're gonna make this move. We got to make this deal right now. Uh, look, I'm I'm with you. This this was big. This is something that kind of changes the complexion of a number of different things. And when it comes to Ben Simmons, absolutely real. Yeah, and it could it could have a further impact. If it's not the Ben Simmons, it could actually change the complexion of the trade deadline somehow. So we'll keep an eye on that for sure. Uh, obviously, best wishes to Ricky Rubio. Hopefully that maybe we'll get some good news that it's not as bad as it seems, although I don't think anybody is, is really holding their breath for that. But hopefully he can have a, a strong recovery there. All right, that's going to do it for us. As always, on a Wednesday, I am one of your co-hosts, John Corrales. I cover the Boston Celtics with the uh, Lockdown Celtics podcast. Find me on Twitter at John underscore Corrales. And I'm Jake Madison, host of the Lockdown Pelicans podcast. I'm on Twitter at Nola Jake. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube. Watch the show on YouTube. Share the podcast with your friends, your family, and everybody. Tell them that they should be listening to and watching the Locked On NBA podcast here on the Locked On Podcast Network.